and we're not wizards. We are the best. And also, we're not wizards. Enjoy the show. Bye. tricky he then obviously then the next thing we get is we get the announcement for um undaunted kind of battle of britain and then after that never ending (laughs) we're then getting the we're then getting the announcement for um under orders so yeah yeah so i mean this is kind of like um yeah i mean it's a kind of a street is you know what it is, and we haven't. I don't think Trevor and I actually ever told anybody this before, but we actually are both in the um, basement at the Osprey Building. <laughs> they don't really let us out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say that it's it's kind of like you're like jet you're like um you're like Jesse Pinkman in the last that, kind right. of like four or five episodes of of kind of like Breaking Bad <laughs> is that. <laughs> You've quite literally been um, captured, and you're now being forced to yep. work, and that's just a clever yep. background that you've got at the moment, David, isn't it? <laughs> if, if you actually, if you switch that background off, there would be <laughs> there, the right. table would it's still be like, there. It's just brick walls and like a table well, and scraps I, of paper, and that's that's all we have. They bring us food and water once a day. I mean, that's, that's the truth for why I don't have my camera it's on. A, because I don't want you to see the rats and chains in the background. Because <laughs> your your fil- your, fil- your filter your filter's not working at the moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick I'm gonna do a quick intro. I don't let's let's do a quick a quick intro. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, welcome to We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. Um, I'll be your host for um potentially April. It could be March. I don't know. I'm kind of in one of these things where I've got so much going on. So much I need to plan. Sometimes I need to write things down. I don't want to remain kind of undaunted, but I'm strictly under orders to make sure that I cover several key points when I'm talking to <laughs> to two of these wonderful people. <laughs> I've got I've got, I've I'm joined by David Bolstered Thompson <laughs> and and Mr. Trevor Battle nice, of Britain nice. Benjamin. <laughs> Well and, done. And, and they're going to be they're going to be leading our, they're going to be um kind of taking us by the hand through these wonderful 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 kind of streets um evening gentlemen evening. um first of all it's it's wonderful for us to be here yes, it has I taken <laughs> do you know what see for a second i felt i was like i felt felt i was organizing like a dungeons and dragons yeah. kind of meet up do you know mm. do you know that, do you yeah. know that that yep. fam- that famous meme where it's like you have my sword, you have my axe. I can't do Thursdays. Um, <laughs> I felt I was like some kind of visiting. It was some like visiting time, and it was like some kind of riddle, where it was like, and you can meet us on Tuesday, but only if the moon is fat. 
and only when the cow has walked backwards across the field. Well, Richard, three this times. is exactly why we designed two-player games. Because getting more than two people in a room at the same time is nigh on impossible. Just absolutely. This is what you want. This is this is kind of what you um. This is kind of what you want and what you need. Um, you guys have been busy. And busy's kind of like an understatement. I mean, I don't think there's been a kind of a year. I mean, you're coming up to a next year. Am I right in saying that next year is kind of like your 10th kind of oh anniversary? God, I haven't even thought about it. Because I think it was like a 20... Was it about 2014 or something like that that uh, you kind of... I think the first-ish yeah, kind I of... Yeah, I guess it kind of is. I mean, that's when the sort of the... It all, oh, my good oh, God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, when Trevor and I first met, yeah. that's true. God, David, that's crazy. That's like, so, I can't uh, even put it together. Happy anniversary, yeah. baby. <laughs> oh, what do I have to buy? What, what's the 10-year yeah, anniversary? What are you going to gauge? What are you going to gauge? Is this when you buy each other like a three-player minimum player game or something like that? So, <laughs> so you, need, you need to bring kind of somewhere else. Um. Most people, when they're on this show, okay, what I do is I say, oh, I'm going to have a look back at the past. I'm going to have a, a kind of a glance into the present, and then we're going to shoot off into the future. But I'm guessing that one of the questions you're probably like, kind of like any kind of celebrities when they kind of, if they're a part of film or media or something like that, that one of the questions they always get asked is, well, how did you guys kind of meet? We've established that. It's 10 years ago, everybody get on, everybody get over it, okay? They're going to have a nice party. They might even meet again, potentially, I don't know. Um, how do you keep, how do you keep things fresh in a design? Welcome to relationship. But how do you keep... How do you keep things fresh and spicy oh, in, a kind wow. of, in a kind of design relationship? No, this no, is a serious is. question because you guys have obviously been, this has been quite flawless and you've been yeah. working together obviously quite well. We've had Undaunted North Africa, we've had Undaunted Stalagrab, we're now getting Undaunted Battle of Britain. Are you ever going to just do Undaunted Daunted? Yeah. <laughs> is that going to be the yeah, last just, game? Just, just Daunted. Just Daunted, yeah. You know, um, one, one thing's interesting too is so we, we've been working together for nine years but the last four of those we haven't seen each other at all yeah uh, the we lost we last saw each other at spiel uh, 2019 so it's been a while but um uh, I mean for better or worse we have a lot of um, like con contractual obligations to produce games right so yeah you know when Osprey comes to us and says hey we needed a new undaunted it sort of constrains us to some extent we know we know we want to do something different and new because we don't want to just kind of tread the same ground over and over, but at least it gives us a good, um, a good starting point for what the, the next thing to come is. Trevor and I do a lot of uh, conceptualization, like tossing ideas around. Mm -hmm. And I think we've gotten better in the last few years. It's you know, saying, Hey, here's an idea and we'll think about it and we can kind of toss an idea out for yeah. a bunch of time. Mm -hmm. But um, but that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes we really thrash on things that'll yeah. never see the light of day. So, 
does I mean over to you, Trevor? I mean, does does David make you feel kind of valued? I mean, does he <laughs> yeah, lift he you t- up when you need to no, lift he- it up? I mean, is he is he a good is he a good? I mean, is he a gentle he critic? Is. No, he <laughs> when the time when the time he is. It's, I'll tell you what though, it's 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 interesting. Like the, it's taken it's it took a while, but basically we found we found our flow and our rhythm. But like David, it, it's so funny. Okay, a couple things to say. First of all, I'm Canadian. Canadians are supposed to be the polite ones. David's American. He's supposed to be all brass and, you know, brash and, you know, in your face. But, like, it's the exact opposite. David is the one who will – it's taken me a while. But David will tell you your idea is terrible (laughs) using the friendliest possible words. And it took me a long time to learn – when David was telling me my ideas were terrible, um, but he make no, he makes me feel valued. Um, you know, we we've gotten to the point, yeah, where we're like, you know, we 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 have our own roles, but we, you know, we're 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 constantly, mm. you know, like, no, we we're good, we're good. Um, <clears throat> I'm just trying to think of some good, some good <laughs> examples, like. Yeah, but it's, it, it, it is really interesting. And, and, like, you know, David has his fair share of stinkers as well. Like, a lot of his ideas are pretty garbage, too. And so... <laughs> I'm just... I th- I'm glad that we're kind of sharing yeah, and we're kind of getting it's, this kind of out in the no, open because, it's, you know, it's 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 a good thing. We, um, you know, the, I, but I think that's, to be, to, be, to be honest and serious, like, I think that is one of the most important things you need in in a collaborative relationship right is like you need to get it it takes time but you need to get to that point of honesty where you can just you know the the relationship and the project you're working on is so much more important than your personal Mm. ego around anything right and like you know you know you shouldn't cling to some idea or something or you know get too precious because most of the stuff's going to end up in the bin because it's most ideas are trash or not aren't good or like they could be good but they're some well there are bad ideas and then there are ideas which could be good but aren't good in the particular context you're working in right and so you just constantly need to be filtering through that and you know it's always easier with two two people working on two people working on it towards the same goal right <clears throat> Do you ever have kind of like throwaway design days? And what, what I'm and, and what I mean by that, and I'll expand on this, is because as somebody who podcasts and does kind of like written stuff and things like that, sometimes I'll have a pile of games behind me. I don't have a pile of games behind me. I've got two copies of Alice is Missing. Um, and I've actually also got City of Remnants from Isaac Vega, who's going to be on the show um, very soon. But sometimes I forget when I'm, because I'm in a kind of like a review kind of capacity and I'm I'm kind of like looking at for things that, how, how can I write this? How can I present this on the page? What does this game make me feel? Did I enjoy it? Did it make me angry? Mm. Did it make it frustrated? Sometimes I forget that the reason that I got into this in the first place is because I found board games extremely good fun sitting in front of a table. And sometimes what I do is I'll make sure um, that I will consciously play games 
not take any photographs, not yeah, write yeah. any content, not even post or tweet about what I'm doing for the weekend. Do you guys sometimes just do like a a kind of a a kind of a blowing the dust off kind of let's just make a game about, you know, let's pretend we're in a fairy cake factory and we're making cakes with different fillings. How would we do this in a two-player card game? Do you ever kind of do that kind of mucking around just to make sure that fundamentally you are still ha- I mean, you're in the business end of it now. You've got contracts and people, you know, obviously wanting you to reach the deadlines. But do you still, is it still important to you to make sure that you're, you're realising the what you're creating here is fundamentally fun, meant to be entertainment, fun, enjoyable? And do you, do you make kind of special effort to keep that kind of fun going between the That's two? That's a really good, great question. Um, I mean, I've got an answer, but what do you think, well, Dave? What do you think? Well, I mean, we can get without without naming names and being too too specific. Um, I mean, we had a relatively recent experience where uh, I mean, so just to be clear, this is designing is not Trevor or Mai's uh, primary job. We both have day jobs. We both mm. have families with young kids, and so we take it very seriously. I would say it's it's somewhere in the you know somewhere in the mixture of a hobby and a and a second job, right? And so we were in a situation recently where we were working on a project and the project was just, it was, it was work. It was like a job. And mm. we, we said like, we can't do this. We have to stop doing this because it's not fun. We're not excited about it. Um, and so we, we stopped working on that project so that we could get back to the core of in making sure that we were looking forward to our, our sessions where we got together and we're working on design work. I mean, it, but to also answer your question, it's not that often that we are able, we have the luxury of being able to get together and just toss around new ideas and hypothesize about what ifs and conceptual, mm-hmm. conceptualize brand new ideas. Um, but every yeah. once in a while, we'll have like a, all the stars will align and we're not working on a project that needs a quick turnaround that we can come together and just have yeah. Like, and I mean, it, it still happens quite regularly where one of us will, you know, like in addition to like regularly meeting to, to, to talk through and work through games, like, you know, we, we, like we, you know, we're, we're on Facebook messenger with each other most days, just shooting things back and forth. And it's pretty, it's pretty yeah, yeah. often, I'd say once every month or two where one of us would just say like, Oh, here's an idea for a game and just throw it an idea for a game. And and most of the time, unfortunately it's like, that's a great idea. And then we either forget about it or we stick it on some, you know, endless list of backlog of ideas of things that we might one day work on, but we deal, we still do have, you know, those ideas and, 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 discuss them and occasionally like it will turn into oh my god this is such a good idea we just have to find the time to work on it right like and and i mean like general orders this new game coming out with osprey is a perfect example of that that wasn't done on commission that was like david saying yeah Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did a mix up a a mashup of a war game and a euro game and a a worker placement game and then the stars yeah. aligned. We it was like it was like over Christmas, and we're just like, yeah, okay, let's let's try to work on this, and it came together ridiculously quickly. And you know, from that came would have you know 
from that little process came a game which is now you know coming out later this year so it does it does happen but not not as much as we'd like i think and like david said you know we we do this sometimes and create either a concept for a game or a pitch for a game or actually a fully fledged game and then mm. try to you know but it doesn't end up seeing the later day or at least hasn't yet so it, do, it does happen but it's it's certainly less frequent than when we were starting which kind of makes sense right now we've been in the game for a long time and you know it's one of these things where where would we rather put our time into something that we know will you know will finish and find the light of day or some more sort of like conceptual thing and you know, that could potentially turn to something not it's um yeah we just i wish i had more hours in the day to work on game design but it's just are are you are you, are you quicker then to kind of like um announce kind of time of death of games <laughs> if you know what i mean in a design thing because as a i mean again like from my creative point of view i mean and more on the kind of the opinion pieces or written stuff i'll write something and I think I'll have a brilliant hook and I'll be writing and I'll get three quarters of it through and I'll just go, this is this is yeah. actually not going anywhere. This sounds like I am literally a man standing at a bus stop who's got a quarter <laughs> bottle of whiskey and I'm shouting at anybody who's passing yeah. me by who's going to hear. And But with you guys, with your experience, are you a lot quicker to kind of turn around and say, do you know what, we should, we should can this or we should put it back because we, we've kind of been working on it so long that it's not, you know, it's like repeating yeah. a word, you know, yeah. repeatedly until yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It's like I've been thrashing through trying to get this mechanic to work and it's just not working. Let's step away and work on kind of something else. That's a tough one. I mean, certainly at various points in in sort of our, I, don't know, I keep saying career, but it's not career, but like in our, you know, in, we have spent over a year you know 12 months 18 months grinding away on so you know repeating some word over and over again and you know like but yeah it's been a while since we've done that now like david mentioned an example like there have been projects we've worked on that we've eventually abandoned but those are it's not typically be now because it's it's for some other reason um mm -hmm. but it's I mean, to be fair, we don't we don't really have the luxury, yeah. now, right? So, and what I mean by that is, we're, we're probably we're usually working on at least one game that's on contract, right? Whether that was a commission game or something we pitched that got. And so yeah. we're usually, I mean, usually we're juggling a couple of things, but we're usually working on at least one thing on contract. And so what that means is we're either working on the thing on contract, or when we're not working on it, we know that we don't have enough time to spend a bunch of time that we're going to ultimately waste. Yeah. and so we we kind of can't invest a bunch of time on something that is not either either progressing fastly yeah. or on contract unfortunately yeah. like like a, a good ex just one one last example for like a good a good example of that is david and i have we work on different types of games with both together and with other people right mm -hmm. so like i mean david does a lot of um design like solo mostly solo design for 
uh, like war game design. Yeah. Um, he's you know he's been doing some of that work more recently with other other with other people as well. Um, I work with um, some other people, mostly um, another British designer, Brett J. Gilbert. We we work on different things, and then David and I overwhelmingly what we do are these sort of crossover you know you know like lighter war games like undaunted or you know like that that sort of thing but dave and i have at various points even quite recently toyed around with the idea of making games for other types of audiences right like we have it we've had dreams of making games for the sort of more mass market and we've tried but with limited success we haven't really gotten past we haven't well we certainly haven't anything published and we've you know we've done some pitching stuff but it has never really worked out yeah and so what we had a discussion recently where we're like look you know maybe one day but it just seems like the effort that we've put into those endeavors have never paid off so like let's you know let's focus on what we know yeah. works for us what what's surprising to me is you're both saying that you're you know this is still part-time yeah <clears throat> but i can you know i mean i can go to like you know i can go into the osprey game site and go oh look there's a <laughs> There's a Thompson Benjamin game. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one kind of coming out. And I think that shows to me that there's still a side of people that think that, you know, if your board game gets gets published, that's it. You can go full time into kind of like <laughs> board game design. And I think it's just one of these things. It's like, I don't think the money is there in, we're still in a very kind of specialist market. I mean, if you're the guy that's designed yeah. Dobble, you're probably just rocking up with the SUV going, all right, kids, kind of like just got my own, you know, with my license plate double one and stuff like that. But I think I think there's some kind, some some people think you've got a successful board game, you've made it. Like, say, Isaac Childress with, like, yeah. Frosthaven. And folk are going, well, he raised millions of pounds on his last Kickstarter. He must be kind of rolling it. There must be, you know, he's getting gold teeth and everything like that. He's getting himself kind of sorted out. And it's like, no, it's actually diamond teeth because it would be frost haven, so it looks like ice. But there you go. But I, I think he's probably still kind of, all he's doing is he's like, he's just making games. I don't think there's like a wad of cash that's sitting there and he's not like Scrooge McDuck or probably Walter White, actually. (laughs) You know, I think Isaac's kind of got that power where he goes, yeah, give him a couple of paper cuts, will you? Um, But has... I think the passion must have kept you going. I mean, is it any times have you kind of sat back and went, you know... I need to make a decision here. I'm spending an awful lot of time. And yeah. if you've got family, I understand, you know, you're spending an awful lot of time away from your family and stuff like that. You'll be spending time going to cons. You'll be spending time talking to Scottish idiots <laughs> on podcasts. Um, uh, you know, but that'll be an awful lot of time. Is there a point sometimes you think, oh, well, actually, yeah, I've got games on the shelf here, but, you know. Am I close to kind of walking away or can I say, is it, does it make it easier to maybe draw a line under it and say, right, I did all this. This is wonderful. I can kind of go away. So there was a, um, there was a book when I was a young, 
I grew up on D and D. I grew up on Dungeons and Dragons. And there's mm-hmm. a um, popular Forgotten Realms, if you know it, setting in D and D. And it was an author I read when I first got into it. I was probably 11 or 12 at the time. Um, R.A. Salvatore, and I will always remember this. And the books weren't that great, but they were popular. Um, I will always remember this. He was in an interview, and somebody asked him about whether they should become an author. And his reply was, well, if you can if you can choose not to write, then you probably should become an author, right? Like it's a thing that you just can do. And um, yeah. I don't think, like, so for me, it's a, it's a creative outlet that if I didn't have it, I'm not sure what else I would do. Like, it's this weird sickness where I'll be watching a movie or reading a book or something. I'm like, hmm, how would that look in a game? So I don't think <laughs> I could choose to not do it. And I'm and I'm and I say that seriously. Like I'm not sure how I could yeah to not work. Yeah. And what about you, Trevor? Would you? <sighs> yeah, it's. I guess it's. I mean, that's. It's certainly similar. Like it. It. It's a compulsion. It's not the right word. Well, maybe it is the right word. Like I. It's just now so much part of my life that I couldn't imagine not doing it, you know? And and like Dave said, it's a creative outlet. It's also like like Dave and I are design partners, like quasi business partners, but like he's one of my best friends in the world. And so when we're working together, it's also just it's it's a way of socializing it. It's it it's it's and it's the same with, with the other people that I work with and, and and the people that I meet in the industry, like I have very good sort of social relationships with a lot of them as well. So there is that side of it where it's, you yes. know, ultimately it's like, there, there are certainly, you know, it, it's somewhere in the middle, right? Because like there are commitments and, you know, there is a business side to this and like, you know, you know, there yeah. are certainly times when I'm, grinding out a rule set or editing a document for the hundredth time or, you know, balancing some cards or whatever, where it's just yeah. like, you know, I'd rather be fishing or whatever. Not really. I don't fish, but, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a vegetarian. So, but anyway, but, um, you know, I'd rather be doing something else, but most of the time, you know, I'm doing it because of that compulsive urge and because I enjoy it. Right. Like, it's, I, it's funny because I actually, pl- I don't play, play that many games, not nearly as many as I used to because designing has taken over the space for that. And I'm sure that's true of lots of designers. I don't, you know, there's nothing special about me in that case, but yeah. Yeah. I was just going to, to piggyback on that. So I, there was at one point, so right now my, my schedule is I wake up every single morning and I work on design work and then either mm. two, usually twice a week, Trevor and I get together after work for me. Um, there was a point when I was not doing that. I was working in the evenings and my wife, and this has been many, many years ago. Now, my wife was like, you've got to stop working on game stuff in the evenings because you're taking too much time away from the fans. And she, she wasn't saying it mean or anything. She just was kind of matter of fact. And so, um, what that basically means is, and she was right. She was absolutely right to say that. And so what that means is, like I said, I get up in the mornings before I go to work and I work on game design. And then two or three times a week, I'll get together almost always just with Trevor, right? I'm not meeting other people in the afternoons or the evenings usually. And so, but that, I gave up game. Like I don't, I don't go to game 
meetings and stuff in the evenings, like most gamers do, right? On this side for designing. So I usually have one gaming meetup a month where I actually play games. But that's to keep the fun, isn't it? It's to make sure you kind of know. Right, right. right. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean, what I, but, but, but like Trevor was alluding to, like for me, if you said you could play games or make games, I would rather make games. That's the, the fun, right? So, uh-huh. um, you know, in the, in this, in the trade off, you know, the, the designing, the time to design for me outweighs the time to, to get. Do you feel you're able to? Do you feel you're able to react quicker to kind of like changes in kind of popularity <laughs> and things like that? Because one of the things I know, and and one of the th- and one of the reason for this is the number of times I see people who have just got a Kickstarter delivered to them, and they're like, "Oh man, this is so, <laughs> this is so 2021." Yeah. So yeah. with you, with you obviously, with you obviously being contract with with Osprey, do you find there's a quicker turnaround? I mean, if you have, if you have like, say, say for instance, let's look at say um, the Battle of Britain, the Undaunted, new one. How long was that in terms of turnaround? That once you get all the materials together, that you can then press the button and it's going out there. <sighs> Is that a, what's so- so Osprey and Trevor, you can elaborate on this. So Osprey is different than pretty much any other relationship with any other publisher because they are um, extremely well scheduled and they have a much longer lead time than than pretty much any other publisher. And so what that means is we're usually like when Battle of Britain comes out in June, like how yeah. long ago did we deliver that? A couple like a year yeah, and a half so, ago, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A year ago, at least. So we're so we're working on. I mean, we were working on Battle of Britain before Undaunted Reinforcements released, properly. right? Wow. So we're way. I mean, it's 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 long before uh, a game is released. You know, that we're working on the other titles in the series. So, um, so that's a little bit. It's a little bit different, right? I mean, but like from the design perspective, uh, you know, it's. I don't know how long it took us took us to work on Battle of Britain. Maybe four yeah, or five pr- months. Yeah, probably like intensive, wow. intensive okay. working. Yeah, probably yeah, around half mm. a year probably mm. from from most. I mean, it depends, yeah. right? Like Stalingrad took us longer because it's it's a beast and it nearly killed us. Um, you know, so it 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 does depend <laughs> to some degree. And and like we mentioned, the general orders came together quite quickly. Um. But the the other interesting thing, of course, is and and this again varies from publisher to publisher. But like, so David sort of alluded to this, like with Osprey, our role is you know we have a very mm-hmm. good, clearly defined set of of responsibilities that we have, right? And so we will do the sort of core design work of the game, you know, provide them with, you know, the, you know the the, the a, a rough rule set the components you know like again very ugly looking and and you know scenarios like the scenarios work through and things but then they pick it up and do tons and tons of work right like they put you know they they 
do mm-hmm. they do development so they they they, they will in, in, in development on those meaningless words but like they will do some further iteration on the gameplay they'll sort of put it through some paces yeah then they will manage all of the the art direction i mean we feed into that and like we work directly with roland but it's largely sort of us supplying bits of information and then and then you know osprey manage it with roland and they do mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. take my scrappy rules and turn them into something beautiful and do do all the graphic <laughs> design and you know take, you know all the production up. and all you know and, and all of that right so like they and that is a long process and we're involved at various stages like you know feeding into bits and mm. and and sort of checking things over and proofing things but it's it's you know they're largely mm. managing all of that right are you glad you're not going to Kickstarter then? Oh. That you have to avoid that circus. Well, so so Trevor and I have each done different number amount, not obviously not with Lost, but with other yeah. publishers. We've each had games that have gone through Kickstarter crowdfunding, so game power, yeah. whatever. Um, I I will say this. So I basically refuse to to be part of a Kickstarter that has Kickstarter extra content during the campaign. Yes. Right. Like a gameplay content. So, um, so it kind of, I mean, there's always going to be some extra work you have to do that you weren't planning to do or whatever. Right? You can, you can on that. But in terms of like this, this Kickstarter design gameplay bloat that you see sometimes, I just, I'm not going to be part of that. Right. Like, not be involved. Like that. I think, I think there's a. I think there's a, a try to satisfy the kind of the audience kind of thing. I think Kickstarter gets into a dangerous thing that they've kind of got given people this impression that developing and designing extra stuff yeah. can just be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want a five player version, yeah. there you go. You want a two you well, want a solo it version. Can be done and it will yeah. be done poorly if it's done during the campaign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost always. So. Yeah. 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 Let's um I mean I know Trevor you um oh no can no please continue ask you some, yeah I was gonna I was gonna ask you something you hijack <laughs> that interview David you hi you hijack it there's probably questions there's probably questions you want to ask him in the safety of yeah. other people so you so go I'm ahead David Thompson I'm the new host of uh, <laughs> we're not wizards and Richard will be the designer on the next uh, undaunted so we're switching roles. The next Undaunted and, game is called Sandcastles <laughs> in the Sand. Um, it's when you have it's you have a lovely day out. Um, it's it's it is a card it's a card game, and uh, you're no let's okay well let's do this okay let's do this you're talking design game let's design a game right now let's call it Sandcastles in the Sand it's the local sandcastle competition okay it is a card game. It is a resource management game where you are basically collecting, you basically collect little resources, little yellow meeples of various different sizes and shapes, okay? And the idea is that you're building yourself a sandcastle. Now, you've got the two options. You can build the sandcastle with the slightly wetter sand, but what that does mean is that you have got three different things you've got to be aware of, right? You're You're a small child. So you've got a tiredness scale. So you can only go back and forward to the water and dig up the sand before you get tired and you have to stop, okay? 
Then you've got a distance oh from the God. sea scale, which is if you build the sandcastle closer to the sea, you'll have obviously better access to the wetter sand, which means you get a more solid structure. But it means yep. that as the Lust. day goes on, yep. there's a chance you're going to get wash coming up and it's going to start washing and eroding the sandcastle away. Okay, and then you've got obviously the other thing that you can do, which is you've got a, a shop which sells different types of yep. buckets. Tech, now, tech tree, the tech tree. The tech tree, basically. The you have your st- you have your standard bucket. You have your standard bucket, and then what you can do is based on as you go, you can uh, you can based on how magnificent your structure is and how solid your structure is. And, and everything like that. You can go for solid and boring, which means at the end of the day, there's a chance that your structure is still going to be there once the water comes in. Or you can go for more exciting, which means you can get coin, which means you can go up to the local beach shop, which you can buy the more expensive buckets, which allow you to build more exciting oh, sand yeah. castles. Ship it. There you it's go. It's done. Yeah, it's Love done. It. <laughs> Undaunted it. castles, <laughs> castles in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to Osprey Games. Yeah, well, it'll be 2027 now because that's the next time they've got a slot in there, uh, probably. Because they're they're always they're they're in they're in future I'm land. Gonna se- I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send. I'll send a passive aggressive email to Benji. He'll sort me out. No, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. Um, no. So there you go. So that's that's your next. So that's twenty. Now we're yep. looking for 2028 because yep. we got done obviously the first one. Um, but no. <laughs> Um, let's talk, let's talk, okay, so here's it, here's it, right, David, you're going to tell me about Battle of Britain. Oh, it's on you, David. Trevor, (laughs) Trevor, I want you to tell me about Under Orders. You start, David, go on, Battle of Britain. Battle of Britain. Okay, Battle of Britain, here we go. Yeah. Uh, so, so Battle, I mean, obviously I kind of mentioned this before, but I'll, but I'll say it again. So, Battle of Britain is the fifth undaunted type. Right? So Normandy obviously was base game. It right? comes out, it's it's the base game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's asymmetry in the scenario design and in like the way in which you build your decks, like your starting decks and stuff, but the actual decks themselves, like if you were to lay out all the cards, it's symmetric. And so we followed that up with North Africa, which was the super asymmetric version, different scale. Mm-hmm. Reinforcements had solo and team play, obviously, and a whole bunch more content. And then Stalingrad was this big beast, right? This game. Yeah legacy thing and so like i mentioned before this is since this is not our job we it's important for us for me and trevor that every undaunted game feels different uh both because we want to give players something new to, to experience but yeah. because we, we we would otherwise go insane like if all we were doing was reskinning undaunted normandy over and over and over again yeah like it wouldn't be fun for us right so there has to be some sort of design challenge and interest and and yeah. Whatever. And so, um, so when we saw set out to do Undaunted Battle of Britain, it was like, okay, let's do something very different, like very, very different. Yeah. And so, the entire design experience for us for Battle of Britain was very much one of, okay, how far can we push the system, but it still needs to have the Undaunted DNA at the heart, right? And so, if you ask somebody that's played a bunch of Undaunted, what is the DNA of Undaunted? It's it's the the deck building, obviously, right? The deck building system. It's yeah. the the super streamlined combat, right? It's that those those sorts of things that you can't get away from. Um, so it was always a matter of how can we make this very streamlined aerial combat World War II game, 
but keeping that DNA. And so I think, I hope, I mean, obviously people will let us know. We can <laughs> screw it up, but um, I, I think, <laughs> I think we did okay. We've done an excellent so, job. Um, I mean, you know, no. <laughs> This is this Benji's listening. But you know, we we got we, no. We we've we, we've done a good job. It's good. It's good. That's good. Yeah. It's, da- it's, David's it's crying fun. on camera just now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, so I mean, it, you know, it changes. It changes like from a conveyance perspective. It looks different, right? Like it's in hexes instead of offset squares, which might yeah. sound negligent to most people. But I mean, it looks it looks different. Um, it has spacing, right, which is different. It has, you know, directional attacks and all this. Stuff. So it, 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 it has a lot of uniqueness to it. Um, but at the same time, it, it will feel when player people are playing it and they're attacking a, a you know, a, whatever, a Stuka from behind with a, with a Spitfire that come behind it. And you're, and you're doing all this aerial combat, it's still going to feel like yeah. the Undaunted system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's awesome. You know, obviously, we really enjoyed how do we model a bomber versus, you know, a, a, a hurricane or whatever. So that that was an interesting sort of experience for us to go through. And then um, the other thing that we did, and I don't know how much we want to go into this. I'll defer to Trevor, maybe. But no, no, going keep going. Far, we're allowed. I think we're pretty much allowed to we, talk openly we, about Bob now. We can yep. talk about whatever we this want. This is okay. it. Okay, so so here's the thing, right? In 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 Undaunted, in all the other prior Undaunteds, Fog yeah. of War played heavily, right? So, you know, one core thing about Undaunted is is all you really need at the end of the day are scouts and rifle. Send the scouts out; they have to go first. Mm-hmm. They scout everything out, and then the rifle may come behind them and control. Right? And everything yes. else in the entire game is about enabling those two units to exist. Well, I mean, the idea of scouting is uh it plays a very important role because it, it's what dictates the amount of fog of war that gets into your deck How you deal mm. with fog of war and deck efficiency and all of that well it doesn't make a ton of sense right to have this concept of scouting and fog of war and stuff in aerial combat and so we we, we thought well we still like the idea of these cards right the fog of war cards and their impact to your deck how do we model that in aerial combat and um, and just so everybody's tracking in Undaunted Battle of Britain, the scale that we're at with the with the fighter aircraft is, you know, a plane is essentially a unit from Undaunted. So one plane has the pilot in it, and it'll have multiple cards controlling it. So I guess the closest approximation is uh, Undaunted North Africa. Type of guard. But well, the other thing we wanted to do is we really wanted you to feel like pilot, the main pilot, and his wingman there's some sort of bond between them, right? Something tying them together and that sense of working together or that cohesion was at the, the core of the game. And so mm-hmm. what we introduced was this concept of discord right? between the pilots. So you can do whatever you want. You can go around the board and fly away from each other and go off on your own and all of that. But when you start uh, operating independently like that, what planes do, they'll start taking these discord cards, which work just like Right. Oh, and right. so what it so, so the actual gameplay impact, what it encourages you to do is actually coordinate the actions like the real world in the, in the real world they would between the you know the two pilots. And so I think that all there's tons, like I said, it's tons of other stuff with numbers and 
you know, barrage balloons and triple A guns and all this other stuff that you, the players will experience. But I think at the end of the day, that's the new the thing that um, will probably stand players about, you know, managing are, their deck. Are people allowed to run around with their arms out <laughs> at the sides? Going, it's it's forbidden. That's the first line in the rule book. You are right, not okay, well, that's, no that's no role playing or fun or shenanigans okay. will be had whilst <laughs> playing Undaunted Battle Britain. Yeah, there you go. Serious faces. You have to put on. You have to put on your King George oh, kind yeah, of voice, no, don't I, you? You know, you're kind of you. You kind of have to. And in this time, that's it. In this time of great conflict, we come together as a people as we face the might and evil of Germany. Um, but there you go. Um, Trevor, I would like About to general know orders a little bit more. I'm not allowed to. S- I'm not allowed to say orders. too much. This is def- so, David. Like, do you know the way I view this? Right, the way I view this is like, okay, is like this is like the REM kind of album, right? So you had Undaunted Normandy, which is like out of time, yeah. And then you're moving into kind of like Stalingrad in North Africa, which is kind of like your automatic nice. for the people. And then bat- the Battle of Britain, that's kind of like changing things up. So that's like yeah. monster, but but. But Automatic for the People is their best album by far. So I don't want to feel you're basically telling us we've peaked. So I don't I don't like this analogy. <laughs> I'd like to point that Green says hello. Right? First of all, with your little automatic for the people's right, the best REM album. Okay. And if we're going down that line, then obviously oh hello, look, there's Life Rich okay. Pageant as well. All right. Let's fine. not go there. Let's not go there, Mr. Right. Benjamin. This was all going so well. I thought my analogy was okay. Right. It was a change in direction. Monster was a much, it was a much more rockier sound than it's what true. had come before with Automatic for the People. And what David was saying is that there's a there's a distinct kind of change up yeah, between for sure. no, Stalingrad and Ballard. Perfect. So there per- you go. It's perfect. That... I'm not okay, saying you peaked. All right. No, you're you're. <laughs> Are your you analogy is is good. It is good. So I mean, I thank you. Like I, I mean, just to quickly go back to Battle of Britain, which we I I almost can't say Battle of Britain because we've yep. called it Bob for now three years. <laughs> it's undaunted Bob. <laughs> it's Bob. So Bob. Wow. Like it is. I mean, Stalingrad is the most comprehensive intense version of undaunted yet but bob is certainly battle of britain yeah. is certainly the most <laughs> i would say and i think i don't think david was would disagree it's the most different right like it 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 pushes yeah. furthest yeah. away like all the the things that david mentioned plus just you know like <clears throat> the, the the objectives of the missions are all like you know blow up a bunch of planes or bomb these targets like there's no concept of control there's nothing like it's just it's just different right the, the facing the the you know line of sight like all that stuff okay so all that's true 
Right, General Orders. I'm not allowed to say too much about General Orders. <clears throat> it is um, a. Let me just think of what. How how do we so? Like I said, it's 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 very much it's 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 its own beast, right? Like it's World War Two, because um, David has a disease, and he cannot come up with a conception <laughs> of a game which does not, in one way or another, involve World War Two. Um, I, 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 I'm going to ask about this in a second, yeah. but you know, that's, a whole, that's a whole can of annelids. It's a whole tin of worms. So it's, you know, it's, it's extra it's cheese in the War pizza. Two. Um, but it's, right. it's a There's different a scale again. It's a, you know, sort of a more operational scale, right? Um, and the it's more abs. I, I don't want to go down that line. It is. Yes. It's yeah, it's, it's more. It abstracts a lot more than than on Dante does. And it's funny because, of course, if you talk to a lot of people, that say, "Well, on Dante isn't a war game. It abstracts too much." So you know, it certainly abstracts more than even <laughs> on. It's yeah, they do. It. They do. People are putting voices of people. No, no, no. We love it. We love it. No, but I mean, I thought on Don and no, no. I mean, some some people do, and that's fine. I want some donuts. Like, it's funny because you've got a clan of people, and I I I agree with both of them. They're saying it's not Undaunted isn't a war game, and and other people saying it's not a deck building game, and I think both those camps are correct. But at the same time, it is also a war game and a deck building. So anyway, but that's beside the point. We're talking about yeah. General Orders. So General Orders is a World War II themed um, game. It's um, sort of the operational level. What sort of that means is you've got, you know, you're pushing much, you know, larger groups of, 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 of units or troops, whatever, across the map. It's sort of... An, are you going to get in trouble if you no. say too much? Well, I, I mean, I won't say too much sure? because I, 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 like, I know what has been said, and I, so I know it will be fine. And, and what the, because <laughs> I could just read the press release and just like pretend no, no, to be no, you. I, no, 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 I will, I will. <laughs> like, and, and what's the, the sort? Of, what was the conception or the hook for? It, which you know we mentioned earlier was like, mm. oh, let's take. Um, the worker placement, right? This like well-loved, um, you know, hobby game, you know, Euro game, hobby game um, mechanic, and mm. and match it up with with war gaming, right? War or war theme, and you know, and interesting. I'm sure when 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 the game comes out, there'll be people who are saying it's not a war game, and there'll be people saying it's not a it's not a it's not a um it's not a worker placement game. And um, but I think certainly that was the origin of it, right? Was the the, the merging of those two things, and and you feel that do you feel like you're doing something different than than a sort of traditional worker placement game? You feel some of that core tension of a worker placement game right where you know there's shared spaces that we can't you know we mm. and 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 that we're sort of competing over and and that you know it's all about timing right like when do i choose to take this action i want to do everything but i 
if and, and you know, I want to wait to see what you know and do it later. But if I don't do it now, I might not get the opportunity. So it has that sort of core tension to it. But of course, you know, thematically, <clears throat> the workers in this case are you know sort of your commanders under you as the as mm. the general, and the types of actions you are taking are um, related to you know bashing it out on on a map and so the some of these actions are performed directly on the map so like if i you know i can place one of my workers commanders into a space and and sort of advance some of my troops into there and that instantly means that you can't on that same round advance into that space right so there's so there's there's that sort of worker placer tension there there's also actions on the map that are associated with particular spaces, like you know this space might have an airfield, this space might have a, um, you know, like an yeah. artillery um, gun. So if I place there, I can take the particular special action associated with that. And then there's, go ahead. Are you um, are you excited about it then? Are you? Are you I mean, you sound kind of like you literally want to tell. Well, me no, no, it's it. Every part of the game. I mean, it's like, you I know, know, you're, you know, I know, like, you know, we're both, Dave and I are both parents. I don't know. Do you have any kids? We're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not, you, you, you love all your children equally, but, um, <laughs> general order is like, I'm, I really, really like it. Like it's the, it's of the games. There aren't. Yeah. It's tricky. Like I really enjoy playing it. Like it's for me, it's like, you know, it's super quick to set up. It's fast. It's like 30 minutes and it's crunchy. It's e but it's easy. Mm. It's, it's also something like I love, love, love simplicity sort of, you know, in, 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 in rules and elegance and rules. And like, it's, you know, it's easy to learn. It's fast to play. Like I, I, I love it. It's good. So yeah, I am I am excited, and I can't we you know we we can talk about the, the um I, I mean I think you know we can talk about quite a bit about it, but I mean yeah I, I, I am I'm really really happy with it. When's it um when's it coming out? When's it going to be available in general? Kind of release October comes comes out yeah. in October right? Yeah. Wow. October, but I know that I think the plan right now is to. Preview it at Gen yep. Con. Yep. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be at both of those. Um, I, I do want to just put like I, I just wanted to quickly add to what Trevor was saying. Like I don't know if anybody will be interested in this or not, but one thing that we did when we were and this is a this is really unusual for me is it was important to me during the design process that it felt like a worker. Like I don't know why I. Like it was, it yep. was more about the design um, uh, challenge of designing a worker placement war game, right? And it was important to me that we always stay true to the sort yep. of ethos or whatever of a worker placement. And so there were constantly times we would entertain ideas, mm -hmm. and we would we would say, "No, we don't want to do that." But or at least I, I would constantly say, "Okay, but is this if we do if we make this change, does yep. it push it away from yep. being a worker yep. placement?" So yeah. I know that sounds silly, but but it was just important to me during the design that it felt yeah. that way. Um, and then I'll echo too what Trevor said. Like of all the games I've worked on, maybe War Chest I would 
put it at the same level because I'm biased because I play with my kids so much. But yeah. if, if you were just to say, hey, you can throw down one of your games and play it right now, it would be General Wars for sure. Wow. So, and, it's, and it's because it gives me the th- when I when I actually play proper games, the kind yeah. of games I love are the kind of games like 13 Days and Watergate, games that are super short, yeah. simple rules that have a yeah. lot of depth and, pa- and, the, and there's like incredible tension throughout the entire game. And I think this game delivers. And so, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. This just makes me really excited. <laughs> I like what okay the idea of the idea of, of of you guys working on something kind of new is exciting enough but the idea of you kind of almost being pushed out of a comfort zone and because I've no doubt there's there's some way you could have reworked the undaunted system into something else and you could just be producing kind of undaunted forever kind of thing right. um until you end up like REM um <laughs> and you retire um but you know but in all seriousness if you, you know if if you're really really excited about this then and it's kind of put a fire you know because if it puts a new fire or makes it more intense again it gets you you know gets you thinking i i, I always like to see that i always appreciate that i always like to see somebody kind of getting more excited about something else doing something new because I know that it's always the same. It's like you can do the same thing again and, and again and again, and you know that you're going to get good results, and you know that everybody's going to be going, this is amazing. But it must have been like a leap of faith from both of you to kind of go, let's do something completely kind of different, staying within a kind of a similar yeah. theme, but let's kind of get it on a on a different thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see kind of how it looks, how it plays and, 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 and stuff like that. I'll be asking Benji very, very nicely. <laughs> NJ, <laughs> you know, he <laughs> doesn't. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, to wrap things up, because I'm aware I, I did say it was a, a particular, and I'm I'm aware that you're obviously you're obviously busy, and I am I am draining. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, is <laughs> yeah. Thanks for denying that, guys. Um, if you're lovely, Richard, you're lovely. If it. If you, if you you've wasted it, if you had right here's here's a kind of a final question, and it's not because you can go down the oh do you think people should be playing World War Two games on conflict games and making having entertainment of them? The idea is yes, because we need to remind people that things like World War Two existed because at the moment in Australia they've got Nazis walking in the streets, so yes, it's worthwhile kind of reminding people what happened. Um, so there you go. So that's that that's that drawn under. Right. Okay. There you go. Um, honest, and you can either agree or disagree. These are not the views of either <laughs> Trevor or David. But the view I'd like to ask for you is: you work together as a team, and you obviously work together very, very well. If you had to work with a different designer, and you're not allowed to say David Turtsey, because it's my ongoing mission to wind that man up to the moon and back. If there's another designer that you would be able to work with, who would that be? If you didn't have, if you weren't working with each other, is there somebody else out there that you would like to have des- like to design a game with? And I shall put that to David first of all, if I can. Um, so I work with a lot of other people. Besides, like Trevor mentioned this before, right? So mm-hmm. Trevor mm-hmm. works with with Brett, and I and I work with a lot of other people. Yeah. Uh, we both have worked recently with um, a mutual partner. 
but um but meaning like not trevor not somebody i've already worked with not um, trevor there's yeah, there's a trevor yeah. free zone yeah um a halo of trevorless oh this is i don't this is really tough um i it's, would probably say so so it's not I, david turtsy either you're not allowed to say david turtsy yeah yeah so this is man so you can tell me if this is a cheat or not because i have a couple of favorite designers yeah um i really really liked martin wallace i really like palomori and okay but palo and i are kind of starting to work on something so i don't know if that's well, cheating well there you go i have grant your wish so, granted. so there, there yeah so so i would say that i would say that he would have been my first choice but we're kind of starting maybe work on well, something together well so, then your so life is your life is complete. Life you're like is complete. you're like Kane and Kung Fu. You can walk onto the next village and solve their problems. <laughs> and moving moving on to Trevor, who's going to say no, David Turcy just I'm to not. wind me up. Uh, you, know, you know what? Yes. I'm going to say a, a funny a funny answer. So, um, okay. So yeah, like David said, I work with David and like this David Thompson. And I work with Brett J. Gilbert, mm. like, and it's probably equal, yeah. like, in terms of the amount of time I spend with, with either of them. And I'm going to say something silly. So I, if, to, like, just going all the way back to the beginning, the, 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 the key issue here is time, right? Like, I just, I wish I had more time to work on games. And if I did, I would spend more time working with Dave and more time working with Brett. But there's also some other sort of early designers or potentially up and coming designers around the the Cambridge area that I meet with regularly for play test sessions right where like they play test games I'm working on mm -hmm. they're working on some games and mm -hmm. there's a couple of them who are really really good and I would love to work with games on games with them um just because they're they're a they're so you know I can see the potential and they're so good and you know i have i'm you know we're we're friends and so what i would love is to have more time in my weeks so that i could start designing games with with them like properly like co-designing games with them so that that's my answer so people i know in or around cambridge in the uk who um I'm not going to pick one specifically because I would feel mean, but I have I have <laughs> one in mind, um, and so I would pick them. So I wouldn't pick, and it's not like I have any, you know, like I I would also be very happy to be able to work with you know, like Paolo, for example. Like there's I have lots I have lot or you know Reiner Knizia is like I'm a huge Reiner Knizia fanboy. Like I love his games prob like probably more than. Like, my favorite game is not a, a, a Reiner Knizia game, mm. but if I just look through his canon of 800 games, like, I love a huge proportion of them. Um, but, you know, realistically, if I had more time in the week and I wasn't working with David or with Brett, then I would, I would want to work with one of the, one of the local Cambridge, Cambridge folk. There you go. It's a boring answer, but it's the truth. That's not that. It's not boring. It's not. It's a. It's a politician's answer. It's not answering anything at all. It's just mean, going but, squirting but around. It's, it's part, and, part of it, and it's fine. It's not. Part, I of, part of it's. No, no, no. Part of it's. Part of it's because 
but part of it is about wanting to give like I feel like ten I've been doing this for ten years and I want to give back as well, right? Yeah, and exactly. like help some yeah. people who who haven't who could who I think not who I think I could help them with their games and get them, you know, into a shape where they're sort of publishable. But it's just it's just be you know, yeah. just the reality is I just don't have the time in the week. So I think that that would be something that I would do and I would you know, I think I would I would yeah. So there you go. No, I'm the same. I'm the same. I mean, if I had enough time, then I'd be saying to people, "Look, do you want to learn how to be really <laughs> annoying on a podcast as well? Then I can, I can show you, I can show you how to do that." Um, and you know, but you know, if I did that, then I wouldn't be able to be annoying on a podcast. So I'd want more time. Then I could show people how to, how to do it, um, which would be cool. Um, okay, last question. If what's your favourite game at the moment? What's 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 putting those britches on fire, Mr. Benjamin? Oh, it's always a tricky one to answer. I'm really boring, so the games, and I always no, no, it is a tricky. tricky like, spot. okay, a, I mean, I'm gonna give the, I'll give the quick cop out answer and say there is no perfect game because it depends on who I'm with. And, you know, the groups mm. of people I'm with who I'm playing with. The, so that's a okay. cop-out answer. Um, in terms of... I'm just, I'm just having a look around to see what... Like, I'm still, still loving um, just one. I still play that all the time. And I still that's play The Mind all the time. So those are probably... And... Um, I've been playing quite a bit of Quirkle lately. Still loving that. So I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the funny thing is when it comes to playing games rather than making games, like I I try to to play some new hot games, you know, just to see what's going on in the industry. But like most of the time, I'm going to want to play a game that I know I love and 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 that's yeah. you know and and there's it's a relatively small number but anyway so there you go i'll, I'll list just those those ones what about you david and david what's what's making you what's making you giggle and smile and flick your hair <laughs> and he's had a haircut <laughs> <laughs> I will okay, so I'll blow through a couple real quick, and then I'll give you my 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 hurt selfish. Yes. So uh, I'm super well. Both myself and my kids are super excited about the Adventures of Robin Hood expansion that's about to start. Talk. I guess it's out in some places. I don't know. It's, it's about mm-hmm. to come out in the U.S. So that game is, if you haven't played it, amazing, amazing, amazing. So that's um, and then uh, my daughter. So I've kind of lost my. 14-year-old daughter and my nine-year-old son. They used to play board games with me. My nine-year-old son, even who was big into skirmish games, has kind of become not as much into gaming anymore. But my 12-year-old daughter is still all in. And so her her current passion is probably Final Girl. So we played through all of season wow. one of Final Girl. And um, and we've got season two on the way. So like all of season two. So we play a co-op, right? Solitaire game, but we play a yeah. co-op. 
Uh, yeah. So those are my super quick answers. Now my selfish <laughs> answers, if it's if it's just me playing with my buddies that once a month that I actually get to play games I want to play. Um, yeah. Uh, two games that have been standouts for me recently: Votes for Women by Tori Brown, published by Fort Circle. Uh, it's about uh, women's suffrage in the U.S. Fantastic I've, game. It's I've a just got it. Game. I've just I've just had it. I've just got it. I've just got it. I'm really really excited to so, get it to the table. So it's amazing. Uh, the gameplay, I would I would say, is is really good. Uh, the production mm. is off the charts amazing. Um, and I refuse to play a two player game because I refuse to play the opposition or play with anybody playing the opposition. So thank God there's a solo <laughs> and a co op version. Daughter and I play <laughs> together. Um, so that's it's awesome. Highly recommended. And then there's a game called uh, Land and Freedom. It's about the Spanish Civil War. It's it's a print-on-demand mm-hmm. game through Blue Panther, who does like college field stuff. But Blue Panther cool. is both the printer and the publisher. Um, it is a it's about the Spanish Civil War, which I know is a super niche topic. It's a three-player. It's really a three-player game. Everybody's playing against Franco, and so you take on the role of either the anarchists, the moderates, or the um, communists. And so it's semi-co-op. So that you're both, you're all trying to beat Franco, but you're also trying to do the best. And it mm-hmm. does semi co-op, and I'm not a big fan of semi co-ops. It does semi co-op in the best way I've probably ever seen. Super elegant, uh, really, really interesting car-driven game. So, yeah, um, you know, I don't know how, I don't know what Blue Panther shipping overseas is and that kind of stuff. So it's print on demand. It's the designer's first game so the rule book's a little rougher on the edges but he's super responsive and really good game no well I'll, 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 we'll have a we'll have a check and at the very least we'll put the we'll put the links in the show notes yeah. as well um and the final the final 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 if people have listened along tonight and they've went couldn't someone have warned those lovely guys what they were going to be letting themselves in for by guesting the show Yes, they can. You could have, if you get a time machine and you travel back in time and you could send messages to both Ooh. David and Trevor on the internet to warn them just to con- <laughs> continue to kind of say, no, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy. But if people are, if people listen along tonight and they went, yeah, that was all right, I like that. Um, where do you where exist on the internet webs if they want to find you? Trevor, where do you exist, exist on the internet web? On the internet, it's true. Um, I have, um, <laughs> I am on the Twitters um, at Trevor okay. M Benjamin, and then Board Game Geek as well. And so um, I've got, okay. you know, so feel free to sort of reach out either via Twitters or um, on Board Game Geek, um, you know, and you can see like there's, you know. I've got a designer page there which shows all my games and 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 is you know it's got links to them all and links to David and and whatnot. So there you go. And the uh, board game of, geek or Twitter. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much all where the only places I exist on the inner tubes. There you go. And Mr. Thompson, I almost called you Mr. T, <laughs> but um, Mr. T, uh, that would have been I wrong. The fool. <laughs> Uh, I get no plane, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, where do you, wow. I'm going to hell. Um, where do you exist on the internet webs? 
Okay, so same places as Trevor. Uh, Twitter, it's at Thompson, and you can find me on board Game Geek. Just look up one of my games and Game Geek mail me or Cool. Okay. And we will put all the links plus the links that Benji... I wonder what Benji looks like. I really wonder. I really should go on like LinkedIn or something and find out what Benji looks like and find out if he looks like what I think he looks like. Um, but that's an, that would probably ruin. Probably there goes another dream. Um, and uh, we'll put them on the show notes so that we've got notes to show. If you've listened along to tonight, and I mean medals for you if you have, um, and you want it, and you want. And you want to keep an eye on what we are up to, just go to the internet webs and search for We Are Not Wizards. You'll find us in all the wonderful uh, internet-type places with, uh, uh, like, sparkly faces and uh, no traces of anything else. And uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Twitter. And we've got our blog, which is uh, We're Not Wizards Tabletop dot com and we've got our podcast which is we're not wizards dot com and uh, we're all over the place basically and if you've liked what you've listened to tonight then please go to your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a subscription or even drop us a rating and if you are going to be giving us a rating or a review it'd be nice to get a rating or a review but don't give us 10 stars because it makes me big headed um and i'm shallow and self-centered enough but don't give us one star because i potentially might cry give me something in the middle like a five. Oh, you got a six. Um, at least a six. You're at least worthy of a six. No, it's, it's out. Trevor. 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 He missed the whole Apple, thing. Apple podcast is out of five. Trevor. <laughs> Every single time. I mean, I know show. you probably don't understand, but at the same time, you should know how Apple podcasts work. <laughs> But don't give us zero stars because I'll be crying. Give me something in the middle, like a five, because uh, it's average and we're just a little I, bit I average. I see what you've done there. I see what you've done there. not being average Apologies. tonight. Apologies. Are the rather, <laughs> the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic until he tripped up at the very end, sliding on some kind of level six banana. I give you... <laughs> David Thompson <laughs> and Trevor... Oh Oh, it was all going so well, Benjamin. <laughs> thank you very, very much for oh, guesting, no, thank guys. You. It was I great really, fun. Really great fun. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, Wonderful. Awesome. Um, and there's only one more thing to do, um, is to remember that we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, gentlemen? No. David? I might be a wizard. Oh right, okay, that's it. And it's uh, and and then goodbye. So it's a goodbye from David, and it's a goodbye from Trevor, and most most of all, before I flip the table, it's a goodbye from me. Remember, st- oh stay, sa- stay safe, roll sixes, make something order uh, awful. Uh, you're under general Wait, orders to go and check out is, Battle is, of Britain. Is that sixes um, on a D ten? Goats, you've just you've there's no point. There's like you're digging away like you know, like it's like digging away with your hand. Do you know what you're like? Do you know what you're trying to do? It's like you're trying to empty the sea with a bucket that you're using for a sandcastle. Undaunted, undaunted, sandcastles in the sand coming to you twenty twenty seven. But until the next time, goodbye. A wizard is never late. Thank you.
precisely when he means to. 